You are listening to Lockdown, a security and technology podcast brought to you by Voxiferi Broadcasting. Subscribe now to this and other Voxiferi shows via your podcast client of choice. Lockdown, a security podcast from Red Hat. Recorded at Cloud Security Expo 2016. Recording at Cloud Security Expo here at the London Excel Center. A myriad of vendors peddling their wares, their solutions, their professional services offerings, their catalog items to customers who are walking around trying to work out how they're going to do their tech refresh. One of the stands you won't find here is Red Hat. One of the reasons for that is the fact that we're already in your ears at this radio show, telling you what's going on at the show, but also highlighting from some of the thought leaders in cloud. Sitting opposite me today, Martin Percival. Say hi. Hi. So, Red Hat customers understanding the need to start migrating their enterprise workloads to cloud. They're more savvy than they ever have been before, aren't they, customers? Yeah, I think what we're finding is that customers are um, much more wary, in fact, of jumping into conclusions and uh, moving across to uh, solutions like cloud solutions without thinking through all of the different problems that they can have along the way. So they're they're naturally uh, being cautious, and they are, if you like, analysing the way that they need to make that move very carefully. A lot of the technologies that customers are using, the DevOps technologies, Red Hat makes it a safer place to work, doesn't it? So it's interesting because DevOps uh, means a lot of things to different people. But if you come back to the kind of fundamentals of getting development working in a secure and uh, reliable manner and then being able to deploy it to an environment which is scalable and, and secure and all of those other things, then actually there aren't very many vendors out there that can do everything like that. So when you look at the, the background that Red, has, Red Hat's got and some of the work that it's been doing recently in the cloud space, um, it, it makes very good sense to start talking about DevOps across the kind of software that we provide. But Red Hat, you know, we're a company where I think many organizations and customers don't realize the strength and depth that we have. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, if you if you talk to customers out there, there is uh, still a very common belief that we're only a Unix company. And uh, um, as time has gone on, obviously Red Hat has expanded out to cover what you would think of as a, a very large amount of a traditional stack from one or more proprietary vendors. The only difference, of course, is that we won't be bundling it all together in one lump and calling it something like Soa Suite. We'll we'll give you the opportunity to purchase as you require. But actually, it covers the whole whole aspect from front-end development in mobile all the way through to back-end development uh, using an IaaS or PaaS approach to DevOps. And so many technologies that people take for granted run on Red Hat. We are the backbone to so many organizations, from airplanes to banks, from you know gambling organizations to education. We are everywhere. Uh, well, you know, that's the beauty of infrastructure software. It's there, it's reliable. Um, you know, it runs stuff all the time, 24 by 7, and as long as it's running, people don't notice it. So the power of something like RHEL or, you know, some of the other products is that it's there and it's it's secure in that environment and just carries on running, you know, as and as it has always and as it always will. Very difficult to demonstrate in some cases because, you, you know, very difficult showing reliability. 
a quarter of the show floor here is dedicated to security. We've got the IoT world, the data world represented down there. But we have, uh, I think there's like 40 or 50 companies down there which are showing their wares in the cloud security space. Yesterday, walking around, it became increasingly evident that a lot of those companies, they're also trying to find their thing, trying to find customers as well. Yeah, I think uh, if you look across the, the whole environment we have down here, there, there is a, a market growing up in all the ancillary stuff around cloud. So security is going to be, um, and, and already is obviously, it's just a huge market that is, is sort of sat on the periphery of that stuff, but it's becoming more and more key to, um, to the central decisions that people are making about deployment. I was looking at some of those technologies that are out there and thinking, CloudForms does all of this stuff, and we don't tell anyone about it. We, you know. Yeah, CloudForms, like a lot of other products, is, is fairly well hidden, if you like, inside the Red Hat uh, arsenal. Um, we're, we're just starting now to really talk about it more because it has massive relevance across so many of the different deployment models people have all the way from, um, you know, bare metal stroke virtualization, all the way through to public and private clouds as well. So being able to handle that in a coherent manner across the whole piece is is really important. And I think we're one of very few vendors that has got a story in that space. I've seen some very big name companies walking around here looking at technologies and solutions and grabbing the usual swag as they make their way out the door. But some of those organizations are trying to solve the same problems they are, and um, if you'll excuse a personal opinion here, what I've seen from time to time is that we go through a refresh cycle every now and again with new technology. Developers come along that haven't seen the previous cycle, and they basically think that they can bundle all this stuff together and, and get it all working themselves without ever taking into account the cost of ownership, the cost of support. Um, so there is a buy versus build question that it crops up on a maybe a five- to ten-year cycle, all of those companies are going through that now with the cloud and with IoT. Um, at some point, they're all going to decide that it would, makes much more sense to buy from somebody reliable like Red Hat. Interestingly, I've got a podcast coming up we're recording this afternoon with Eurotech, who are obviously partnering with Red Hat on uh, IoT gateways. And if you talk to most people, they wouldn't think that Red Hat had an IoT play, but we do. We do, and, and clearly we're defining that story at the moment, but uh, working with good partners like Eurotech is, is a first step in that, in that process. Um, we need to articulate very clearly the way that standards and our software is going to really make those plays viable for other IoT vendors. In the middleware space, we've always tried to take a lead around JBoss, but also around OpenShift 3. You, you look at how exciting it is now for a developer to be able to have a developer desktop and to be able to go from you know, his IDE all the way through the life cycle of an application, which he's always had to do using open source components and bolt them all together. With OpenShift, it's just done. Yeah, and again, coming back to the buy versus build question, you know, you can stand up a CI/CD type toolchain yourself, um, but if you then put that into production and you use it on a daily basis, then you're basically you're stuck with it. You're there forever looking after that stuff. Whereas OpenShift gives you that out of the box, but it also gives you a really reliable um, deployment model that allows you then to scale that up across your enterprise and, and get the thing running properly. An underlying current here in many of the keynotes and many of the panels that I've sat in this week has been the fact that you've only got one reputation as a customer when you deploy a platform. You really do. I mean, you think about how many customers use an operating system platform, regardless of who the vendor is. They spend a lot of money on acquiring customers. There's a cost of sales to acquiring a customer. There's a cost of sales of standing up your mobile environment to talk to that customer. 
there's a cost of sales of you know managing the data that's that's drilled down by that customer but then what happens when you get hacked what's what's the what's the opportunity cost then when you've lost a customer doing it in a supported way makes a lot of sense doesn't it yeah i think so and and you know obviously there is a place uh, and we would clearly advocate that there is a place for open source in the market where you get to look at the software it's free it's open source in that sense but when you finally come to deploy it there is no solution that beats having a proper supported solution in the background so moving from that community edition to something like a, a Red Hat Enterprise Linux or, or indeed any of the other products where we provide that subscription model, that makes perfect sense for organizations who's, you know, they are the one throat to choke. And we absolutely have uh, the kind of support resources that they need behind the scenes. Talking to a major, major decision maker at a bank yesterday, there was a conversation ongoing that, you know, it, the cost of ownership, the cost of security is misunderstood. Um, if you think that you're spending maybe two or three bucks per node deploying an architecture, then you're spending five, six dollars managing per node. That's a big hidden cost that someone, someone's got to pick the tab up for it. Right. And, and unfortunately, those hidden costs have always been with us. So uh, in any development model, there is always something going on behind the scenes where people are not factoring in the costs of actually doing the development or supporting that development. And, and then working out the lifetime, you know, maybe five, ten years down the line, they're still going to be doing the same thing. So, yeah, it's something that we need to articulate more clearly, but absolutely that is the value of something like a Red Hat subscription. Martin, thanks very much for taking the time to be on the podcast. Richard, it's been a pleasure. Subscribe with iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast client now for more shows in our back catalogue.